You are now listening to the TTP, Tatani Talks Parsha, this year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani. We have come to the middle of the Sefer of Bereshus. We have come to safe, to Parsha's Vayeshev, where the, the focus kind of switches from Yaakov to his children. We've talked about Avraham. We've talked about Yitzchak. We've talked about Yaakov. And the focus switches to his actual children as we turn into the Shifteka, the nation that is comprised, of course, of the Shavatim. But I want to focus on the idea of Vayeshev. I've talked about it in previous years, previous seasons, but it bears mention to think about the idea of what does the word Vayeshev mean? Rashi and the commentators point out to us, what does it mean Vayeshev, Yaakov? Why does it say Vayeshev? After his difficult life, of dealing with his brother Asa, with dealing with Lavan, with dealing with all the trickery, with dealing the, with the abduction of Dina, with dealing with hostile neighbors and difficult people in his life, Yaakov finally wanted to settle down. He finally wanted to just have some normalcy, if you will. He just wanted to have some calm and tranquility. And Hashem, Kaviyachal, says to him, Yaakov, isn't it enough after 120 years, or however many years Yaakov has, obviously more than that, you're going to have it. And God ain't and God willing. You want to be tranquil in this world as well? You want it to be without tribulations, without trials, without Nisionos? You're going to have it in the next world. You're going to have it in this world too. Happens to be that the last 17 years of Yaakov's life, he actually did have that spiritual bliss. Once he was finally reunited with Yosef, after losing him for 22 years, he had the last 17 years. He lived there for 17 years without trial, tribulation, being the guest of the viceroy of Yosef himself, obviously. But still, that's Gullah, so maybe you could say it's not Vayeshev. He's not actually settling. He's still a sojourner in a land that's not his own, a stranger in a foreign land, granted. But at this point, Yaakov wants to sit down. He lost Rachel, his beloved wife, his most beloved wife, and he has his son Yosef and his Binyamin. But Yosef is really the apple of his eye. He was the youngest child for eight years until Yo- until Binyamin comes around. And of course, Yosef in this Parsha tragically is thrown into slavery, first thrown into the pit, and then they sell him to the Yishmaelites and then the Midianim. And he's sold many, many times. People lose track of him. They have no idea where he is. The brothers, many years later, don't have any idea where he is because he was sold so many times for those 20 pieces of silver. Obviously, they felt like they had a clear conscience because afterwards, they're able to sit down and eat. And the commentators and people talk about how could the righteous Shvatim, how could the righteous tribe sit down to eat when they just hear their brother in the pit? And then they sell him when they see, they raise their eyes and they see the caravan, which is selling spices. Usually it sells nasty things like tar and yuck. Yucky smelling things, but for the righteous Yosef, Hashem arranged it that that time the caravan was sweet smelling stuff. That's another commentator points that out, I believe, Rashi. But it's interesting to think about the idea of Vayeshev. And Yosef, of course, is thrown into Mitzrayim. He's with Potiphar. Potiphar's wife accuses him. He's thrown into jail. He was supposed to be in jail for 10 years for all the, the lush and horror that he spoke about, his brothers and whatnot, as retaliation. And then he put his, his faith into the Tsar of the, the, the Tsar, the Mashkim, I believe, instead of the Ophim who didn't make it. And then he's another two years in jail, but he also is thrown 
into another place. Golis exile. He's the only Jew in Mitzrayim for a long time. You know, he marries Asnas one day. And they have Menashe and Ephraim, of course, but they're the only four Jews in Egypt, which is fascinating. One of the reasons I believe that we bless our children to be like Menashe and Ephraim. Why no other children? Why don't we bless them like Avraham, like Yitzchak? Because that's the first time you have brothers getting along. Some commentators say Menashe and Ephraim. Also, these were the children who had to deal with Gullus. And we've been in Gullus for a very long time. But it's fascinating to things, different things in this parsha. We think about the word vayeshev, settling. How oftentimes do people just become complacent in life? They're content with the fact that I'm going to work, I'm going to put in my nine to five, I'm going to come home, I'm going to go sleep, I'm going to start it up again tomorrow and keep it up on repeat. The girlie, my co-host over here, also agrees. She's not been sleeping so well. I apologize. She's going through some viruses. She have a foolish lame assumed bekarov. But in general, the idea of vayeshev, you know, settling. People in life oftentimes, unfortunately, are not content. They're not happy with what they have been. Zoma teaches us in Perkeyavos and Perakdalad Mishnah Aleph that we're supposed to be rich. How are we supposed to be rich? The question is, though, not just to be happy with what you have, but not to be content with the status quo. You're, you're able to be content with the fact that you're only doing X, you're only doing Y. You should strive for greatness. You should strive to achieve as much as you can in this life. Don't be content. Maybe Hashem is teaching us by using the word Vayeshev. Yaakov thought he could just be tranquility, not have any more nesiyos, not have any more challenges. And Hashem says, no, no, Yaakov, you're going to have something big coming to you, a big, big test, a big nesiyos. We should never want tests. We should never want tribulations or trials. But every day we should see what we could do to challenge ourselves to do more. Challenge ourselves to bring something to the world, something different, something we could contribute. Don't just get by. Just Don't just be content going to work, coming home, you know, doing with the kids, it's enough that I did, that I went to work today and I made some money. You have to do what you can to bring things into this world. I actually just was on a phone call today with someone that wants to make a great idea for an app, wants to track different things, you know, in life for kids and for families. It's a wonderful idea. I hope it goes through. I hope it works out for the person. That's something you want to do. You want to invent things, bring things to the world, allow things to, to occupy the world and to be involved with us in the world. We can't just be content. Don't be content. Vayeshev Yaakov. Yaakov wants to settle down. It's not that time in his life yet. Hashem says, no, not yet. 22 years, you're away from Yitzhak. He was actually away 36 years, but the 14 years that he spent in Yeshiva Shem Aver, learning, studying, getting ready to go to Lavan, wasn't held against him. The 22 years your son is going to be taken away from you is going to be a major, major trial and tribulation, maybe the biggest. And the pleasure that he saw when he got to see Yosef much later on in Vayigash, That'll be a huge, huge reward for him. And it's almost as if he was ready to die. Now that I saw your face, it's as if I could die, Yaakov says, to paraphrase very loosely. But in general, we can't be content with life. There's always more we could do. There's always more we could accomplish. There's always so much we could do. We have 24 hours in the day. How much of the day is spent on just being content? How have I? We should be content with everything we have. But how much of the day... It's just spent by doing nothing, just getting by, just going by little by little. We have to do what we can to push ourselves to get things accomplished, to push our things to do, to push ourselves to do more in life. You have an idea, go for it. You have an invention, go for it. You have a story you want to write, do it. You have something you want to talk about, a podcast you want to invent, do it. You have something you want to create, something you want to write, something you want to bring to the Lord, do it. Who else is going to do it if not for you? There's only one person like you, you, in history, in the future, and now it's only you. You have to do what you can. Don't be content. Yaakov teaches us with all of his trials, 
All these tribulations, only at the end was he finally able to be content in a certain way, but of course he was still in Gullus, as we mentioned, still in the time, not in the beloved land of Israel. There's only so much we have in this life, only so much time. Don't be content. Don't do the status quo. Don't be a robot. Go above and beyond. Do what you can to contribute to this world, to do for this world, to bring to this world. We want to bring goodness to the world. We want to bring light, mitzvot, chesed to the world. You're zochot to have a house. Don't be content just having a house. Bring shiurim. Have onegs. Blend things out. Have a library in your own house. Different things we try to do in our house. My wife brought her kids, her students from school the other month. It was a beautiful thing using the, the house for such a wonderful Torah endeavor. God willing, we're hoping to have kids from the community coming up for a Friday night owning. Use the house for mitzvot. Use the house for Torah. Use the house for chesed. Using our basement, the bookshelf, we use it for the free lending library and we just reorganized it. What can we do? Don't be content with your life. Hashem gives you a house. Use it for Torah, mitzvot, and chesed besides for your wife and children, besides for your spouse and kids. Have guests. Do what you can. Be involved in Torah, mitzvot, and chesed. You have a car. What can you do? Give rides. Give carpools. Help out. To those who help out, my son went to a birthday party the other day. A family needed a ride for their kids, so we took his friend. It was wonderful to be able to do a carpool. You could use your car, even for mitzvahs, even for chesed. If you have ideas, you could speak, you could write. Use it for Torah, use it for chesed. Don't be content. Don't just go to work. Don't just go through the motions, go through the grind, go through the status quo. Do what you can. Go above the contentness. Do what you can to contribute to the world, to the make a world a wonderful, wonderful place that's not just content, but that's wonderful, thriving, full of Torah, full of med- is full of chesed every single day in many, many ways. This has been the TTP, Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. And don't forget, God willing, that Hanukkah is coming up. God willing, we're going to talk about Hanukkah more next episode of Mirza Shembli Nedder here on the TTP. And I'm your host, Tani.